How are we today? Uh, all right. <laughs> How are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm about the same. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been hungover. Well, I know I've never been hungover, but I think this might be <laughs> this might, might be what, be it, feels what like. it feels like. I just woke up with like a headache and just sort of groggy today. It's never, it's never a pleasant feeling waking up with a headache. I've gone to bed with headaches. Drinking a little bit too much aspartame, sucralose-laced drinks. You're supposed to water, you know, got to water that down a little bit. There's water in there. I have to add extra water <laughs> to avoid the hangover from what I've heard. I stayed up too late last night watching an old... Well, I, w- I watched an old movie with the boys, with the kids, Yeah, called, uh, I'm sure you've seen it or know of it, called Smokey and the Bandit. Oh, yeah, that's on Netflix now. <laughs> yeah, that's where we watched it, and uh, that's a, that was a fun movie. That, uh, the whole movie is a car chase. Yeah, he drives a, a fer- it's not a, it's a... Trans Am. It's a, tran- it's a Firebird Trans Am, right? Isn't that what we call it? It's a Pontiac Firebird that's got the Trans Am packaging with the big uh, Firebird on the hood. Mm. And it's got, does it have the T-top? Yeah, it has the mm-hmm. T-top, gold rims. Those, those cars weren't super highly sought after for a while, but now they're, they're fairly desirable. I remember at, as a kid, after that movie came out, I remember you could get uh, smoking the bandit like action figure sets mm-hmm. lunch boxes i mean it was, it was a it was kind of a big deal for their for a while there in the 80s i think the movie was made in the late 70s what's the premise he's trying to like import a bunch of alcohol or something speaking yeah. of hangovers yeah so he's uh that's burt reynolds plays the bandit he uh they just they don't sally fields in that yeah they don't really, uh, there's not a lot of backstory or anything. They just, uh, they, there's about a half a scene that establishes the fact that he's a legendary truck driver, smuggler type, and he's approached by some financier guy for some reason to drive from Georgia to Texas, to Texarkana, Texas, to pick up a whole bunch of Miller Lite and take it back to Georgia because the guy wants it. When I was a little bitty baby, my mama used to rock me in the cradle in them old cotton fields back home. Something that says Texarkana in that song. And for some reason... It was and, and, down and, and, in Louisiana, just about a mile from <laughs> Texarkana. That's the one. And 
I haven't done any homework yet to find out. So in the movie, if you take Miller Miller Lite east across of Texas, county lines, east across, of Texas, across state lines, yeah, and anywhere east of Texas, it's against the law and is considered bootlegging. And I, I I haven't done any research to find out if that's true, if that was ever actually true in the United States, or at least in the seventies, because the movie's sort of contemporary. The guy wanted for Miller when Lite. it was made. Yeah, so because not Bud Light. He wanted Miller Light. And it's so funny because, uh, so uh, uh, Smoke uh, or Smokey's the cops bandit. That's Burt Reynolds. Right. He he shows up. He's running cover in the Trans Am for his buddy. He's driving the snowman truck. driving the truck. And they arrive to this this little dump in Texarkana to get the Miller Light, and there's no one there to meet him. So they just break in and they fill the truck full of beer. <laughs> And uh, drive away. And, and, and one of the best parts about this movie is that there's absolutely no consequences for anybody's actions. <laughs> like, I mean, there's no, there, you know, and then the cops are all just dumb and stupid. They're all terrible drivers. They're, there's lots of car crashes and, you know, those big giant boat cars from the 70s and they're, they're flying off the highway and, Landing in ponds and oh, those are some big cars, trucks, and I mean it's just awesome. The whole movie is just a car chase from the basically from the very get go. So that's the premise: is he's just hauling, just hauling a bootleg Miller Lite over to uh, Georgia, and uh, they get there, and it's it's funny because they 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 go busting into this event, this uh, a truck rodeo where this financier. Is that and they they literally bust through a police roadblock to get there and for no good reason and they could pull have like up, parked outside. Well, they're delivering the goods, right? They pull up the gear or they pull up, and uh, the guy's like, "Well, you got me. You you know you 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 got the beer here. Congratulations!" And they're like, "Yeah, give us the money, and we need a getaway car." <laughs> and uh, the guy's like, all right, well, how about double or nothing? I want some Boston clam chowder. And he's like, all right, double or nothing. And they take off, and that's how the movie ends. And there's like... Are they headed to Boston? <laughs> yeah. And there's, it's just funny because... There's no rhyme or reason to anything. Yeah, it's just like the cops are all just like, oh, gosh, dang, what a fun trip that was. That was fun chasing you across the country. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, it's just, it's awesome. It's so fun. It's just like, I mean, it's sort of laid the foundation, I think, for movies like Fast and Furious and, uh, you know, just these these start to finish car chase movies. Almost uh, thou persuadest me to watch Smokey and the Did Bandit. you ever... Uh, Almost. Uh, the uh, recent-ish um, Mad Max movie, Thunder Road, it, I think it was called. Maybe not. That doesn't sound quite right. But the, the, the recent Mad Max was just from start to finish, just a big car chase. Uh, it was kind of fun that way. Fury Road Fury is what it's Road. called. It was Tom Hardy, Charlize Theron. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they had a big truck. Yeah. And Smoking the Bandit yeah, uh, is actually pretty funny, too. There's lots of puns and witty little innuendo. And Sally Field is in that. I don't. She's pretty young at the time. And yeah, she was still. She's was, also known as Mrs. Field. Fields. Field. Is it uh, Fields or Field? Has she got multiple Fields or just one Field? 
Sally Fields, but she's that's a singular not, field. That's not the Mrs. Fields. I know that's because Mrs. Fields has multiple fields. Well, and that's not the Cookie Lady either. I sometimes I just classify things together in my mind, you know, just lump them in. Same same last name. <laughs> Close, close enough. One, one letter off. Well, the cookie lady, Mrs. Fields Cookies, that used to be in every mall in America. Yeah. She's a local. Oh, really? Yeah. Salt Lake City? Yeah, Utah area, Utah. Same with uh, Colonel Sanders. First KFC's up there. Yeah, but I don't think Colonel Sanders was from Utah, was he? No, he's a colonel. He's from the military. <laughs> <laughs> Moved around a lot? A southern colonel. The Confederacy military. <laughs> Yeah, he was forced to move after a, it was a great war between right. the states. He was high. He was on the run. But uh, Smokey and the Bandit, yeah, go watch that. It's a, it's a fun. Uh, if you like family, cars and crashing cars, family friendly uh, chase movie. No profanity. Well, no, I, I should. There's a lot of profanity, but it's like old school, like S word and A word, and there's no F bombs, and there's no. There's no uh, sex and nudity or anything like that. Plus, you get to see the 77 uh, Firebird Trans Am. And my understanding is this was filmed before CGI. So all of the stunts are actually feasible, physically possible, as opposed to Fast and Furious. Like when when they're taking the plane off and the runway is 20 minutes long. Mm -hmm. Or he Mm -hmm. uh, jumps out of the car from one side of the freeway to the other. Yeah, the stunts were awesome in Smoking the Bandit. I mean, they were uh, they were real stunts. You know, they're jumping cars over bridges, and uh, at one point they accidentally, you know, they they hit the end of a dirt road, and it launches them into a a football field where there's a kids' football game being played, and everyone has to scatter, and they go busting through the dugout at the baseball field, and. I mean, it's so. Then, it's just Trans Am never never gets a dent in it, right? No, no, never a scratch, never a dent, never a flat tire drives over dirt roads. It drives down a river. It jumps over stuff. It's always peeling out and flipping it's like, around. Uh, it's like the Dukes of Hazards Charger, <laughs> right? Yeah, indestructible. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of similarities in Smoking the Bandit and the Dukes of Hazard, right? Yeah. Indestructible car driven by a handsome guy. Uh. Fast cars, fast women, and dumb fat cops. <laughs> <laughs> Says there were only four cars used in the Smokey and the Bandit film. Four Trans Ams? Yeah, three to film the movie and one for its promotional activities. Only the promotional car survived. <laughs> the, as the other three heavily modified stunt cars were destroyed during filming. That's from Way.com. Who knows if that's even accurate. Right. All we do now is just look up the first... Result on Google. That's that's the most you can expect out of the Mind Virus show these days. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Usually we'll do a little bit of uh, research. Sometimes we don't do any research. Last week, I got a comment from... Uh, who was this last week? Um, yeah, a person entitled their their name... And post skeptic reader that pointed out that, so I will refer you to the comments page on episode 135, that our public service announcement last week may have been a little bit fake newsy, over the top, unnecessary. Perhaps there is not a TikTok trend uh, trying to get people or a TikTok challenge trying to get people to jump out of their boats leading to instant death. 
and uh, they pointed out that uh, there was uh, a local Alabama newspaper that had gone further and spoken to the police officers again and that they had been misquoted perhaps by NBC Today, which is the the Yahoo News Mm -hmm. article that Zero Hedge was commenting on. Still, as we pointed out, it is inadvisable to jump out of a speeding boat because water does kind of act like concrete. Smokey and the Bandit music? So by the end of the movie, he's got all the cops from Texas to Georgia on his tail. And that's the this, whole movie right there. This is feel good. <laughs> this is just feel good Southern just car fun. chase. Yeah, it's just fun. Live yeah. NASCAR. <laughs> you root for the bandit and the and his snowman buddy. You root for the cops. It's just everybody's. Just it's just so, such a great uh, like caricature, cartoony. You know the the the, the, cop, the, the original <laughs> the original cop that's chasing him. The the, the sheriff. Buford T. Justice. The reason he's chasing him has nothing to do with the fact that they have a truck full of uh, bootleg beer. It's because Sally Field left his son at the altar. Okay, and so this Bert is Reynolds the, just happens to pull up and and pick, pick her, up her up as a hitchhiker, and of course they fall in love and you know in the, over the next five minutes. <laughs> but uh, they're chasing him, and the son is just as dumb as a box of. They rocks fall in love and, over the next five minutes. Is that what well, you said? Basically. <laughs> It's awesome. It's just such a fun, fun, silly, ridiculous movie. My teenage boys liked it. I said, we got to watch this. It's an old classic. And I thought they might be like, oh, whatever. But no, they loved it. It was a lot of fun. So there you go. Just the good old days. Never meaning no harm. Well, that's the good old boys. The good old boys. Just them good old boys. Never meaning no harm. Yeah, basically, the Dukes of Hazard and Smoking the Bandit are the same thing. Because the Dukes of Hazard were bootleggers, right? I think they were just doing all kinds of little under the radar. Maybe, maybe in things. the in the latest movie, they were bootleggers or something. I don't think I ever saw the movies. Just the the old classic TV show, and you could oh, get yeah. Dukes of Hazard toys and. Lunchboxes and T-shirts as well. Remember back in the day, I had an Empire Strikes Back lunchbox. Yeah, but back in the day, it was like the lunchbox you had was there was some, some street cred there. That yeah, was a big deal. 
If you show up to school with a metal lunchbox, it better have something cool on it. Star Wars, Dukes of Hazard, G.I. Joe. You better not show up with uh, some generic thing or like a My Little Pony or, you know, Strawberry Shortcake or something. I mean, you'd be better off. You'd be better off just showing up. Yeah, you'd you'd be better off if you were a boy. Yeah, just showing up with a paper bag. Well, yeah, yeah, you can't. Yeah, and then the thermos, the matching thermos. The thermos, yeah, I always have milk in my thermos. Yeah, and those, and it would always get nasty. Yeah, it wasn't too nasty. It was usually lukewarm. Keep those. I had a, I had a job at the school. It would usually smash my sandwich. That's the problem. Or the apple would smash my sandwich. Is the problem. I had a job at the school once. It was like. I don't remember how it even came about. You could you could volunteer to work in the lunchroom, mm-hmm. and one of the I did that once, and uh, my job was to um, pick up the lunch boxes because people would you didn't people didn't want to take their lunch box out they would to eat school, and run. so they would eat and then they'd put their lunch box in a like a crate, and my job was to go and get the ones that uh, the kids didn't come back and get. Mm-hmm. So there was always like a little pile of unclaimed lunch boxes people forgot you know these kids forgot about Mm -hmm. or they'd come and get them later or something but and those were these were those were the good old days i've been feeling a little nostalgic for those old days i think we talked about this last couple days the 80s the now Smokey and the bandit was uh 1977 yeah but if you remember if you missed it in the theaters it you'd have to wait till uh VHS was invented mm-hmm. and then get it on VHS if you knew somebody that had a tape player. Uh, yeah, v- a v- VCR. Yeah, that's right. Video that's cassette them. recorder. Yeah, VCR. Yeah, yeah. And there was those crazy families that would get two and they would get a blank VHS tape and then they'd rent a, a VHS tape from Blockbuster and then Copy they would him. record it. Yeah. Bootleg. Speaking of bootlegs. Bootlegging. <laughs> yeah. Bootlegging it. So what are we talking about today? Today oh. is Monday, July the 17th, 2023. Yeah. Well, we've been talking about being hungover and Smokey and the Bandit, which I guess is appropriate. Um, uh, yeah. I'm, blo- I'm, I'm Bobby Flood. That's Jordan, Jordan Bruno Jordan over Bruno here. over there. Over, and we are in the Mind Virus bunker. This is the Mind uh, Virus Show, Mind Virus Podcast. Episode 136. This is episode 136. You are listening to the Mind Virus Podcast. Yeah, we're still, uh, it's like two two and a half years or something. If you you weren't aware, we are still podcasting. (laughs) Barely. And you may not have been aware. Just barely podcasting. Because we've yet to be canceled, which means we uh, we've yet to be controversial enough, or or found the right ears, yeah, the right listeners. Speaking of to controversial, I mean, and, and since before we get off the Smokey and the Bandit topic, did you ever watch any of the Burt Reynolds, uh, Norm Macdonald, Celebrity Jeopardy stuff? Have we mentioned that before on the? Yeah, Turd Ferguson. That's his name. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what he that's what he tells. Uh, Will is it Will Ferrell that's uh, playing yeah. Alex Trebek? Yeah, uh, those are so good. Those, those sketches, man. They that's one of the rare, like gems of Saturday Night Live. I mean, there there's a few out there. 
I haven't seen Saturday Night Live recently, like in the last eight to eight to ten years. But those Celebrity Jeopardies are so good. There's a great one where Jim Carrey plays uh, Matthew McConaughey. That yeah. one's really good. I gotta check that one out. Like, Mr. McConaughey, why are you even here? <laughs> Jim Carrey's like, why are any of us here? Is here even actually here? You know, he just goes into this like McConaughey. Trying to be all philosophical. Yeah, because M- Matthew McConaughey, like, he's done those Lincoln commercials that are just nonsense where he's just like driving in the middle of the night saying, Things like, why are any of us here? <laughs> <laughs> Jim well, Car- I thought their their take on celebrities was great because oh, they were just lampooning great. all of them. How they really don't know what they're talking. I about. I think there's one with uh, Callista Flockhart. I don't remember who the actor you know that that's playing her, but they're like, name a month that ends with Tober, <laughs> and she's like. <laughs> Febtober. <laughs> yeah, those are awesome sketches. We should link to a few of those. Rest in peace, Alex Trebek. And uh, Norm MacDonald. And Norm MacDonald. Yeah. Yeah, Norm, Norm was, you know, we, we know him a lot from Saturday Night Live and some of his movie roles. Uh, he could have an edge to him, though, when he was kind of uncensored. But he was he oh, yeah. was always willing to uh, push the boundaries. I, I liked Norm Macdonald a lot. I liked his comedy. I don't. I can't speak for the man. I never. Well, met he never. Him, but it, it's like he never sold out. Really, he. Yeah, and he was willing to offend everybody. Yeah. and laugh about it. I mean, he he. Well, he, didn't he get? They, they think he got canceled from Saturday Night Live for ripping on Bill Clinton one too many times, or something uh, like that. Who knows? Right? Maybe. He might and then just, he went out, and then when the producers or the uh, you know the boss told him to knock it off, he went after the boss, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, he. I mean, he just didn't. Uh, he just didn't have a care in the world when it came to that. He just if 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 the joke worked, he would tell it, and he's known for really long setups and just absurd punchlines. Like he, you could go look at him. You could go look up clips of him on these late night shows, like. Um, Conan or Conan, whatever, however it's said. Mm. And, you know, and he spends five minutes telling a joke with this long, yeah, long setup. story. And it just, yep. the punchline is he draws just, you right in. <laughs> totally stupid. But that was Norm MacDonald. Yeah. He was great. Yeah. I think he, I think he just, he wouldn't let it lie. The Clinton, uh, Vince Foster think. I think he, you, did you he just see, kept saying that he w- the Clintons were murderers. Well, did you see when he brought that up on the View? And they were the, they were currently the president and I, first lady of the United I, States. I don't know if they were current when he brought it up on the View. Yeah, I think that's more recent. And, they, and then they got mad at him. They for, were so mad, and he wasn't even doing a bit. He was just like, he's like uh, yeah, he's like, well, the Clintons are murderers, and and they're so offended. It's awesome yeah. to see these View girls so mad. They're so mad. <gasps> How dare you know? You can't just. Well, he's like, well, look it up. Like, read about it. What? Is, like, and they, the thing, the, there's got to be a little bit of truth to humor, you know. And he just pushed that edge all loved, the way. He loved making people uncomfortable. Oh yeah. We lost. There was a string there where we lost uh, Norm Macdonald, Gilbert Gottfried, and Bob Saget, all within a short period of time. I wasn't aware of the other two, but. And uh, uh, there's some mystery around Bob Saget's death. He 
posted something on social media like just had a great show thank you everybody and then he was found in his hotel room the next day and they they're not sure what happened hmm i think they said he might have collapsed and hit his head or something and of course this was a there was a lot of uh, speculation about the the vaccine and things like that yeah um i sent you a link i'm I think you saw the apparently the CDC counted a bunch of deaths. Not that we didn't already know this, but it's it's becoming more clear that they uh, they took death certificate data and just changed it to COVID. I know yeah, a lot of hospitals yeah. were doing this because a lot of hospitals hospitals were putting down COVID on the death certificate because they right. get paid more. But the CDC was just changing birth certificate or not birth certificate death certificates. Yeah, yeah, they were just to, creating it out of to ex, COVID ex nihilo ex nihilo out of nothing. Yeah, and well, remember a lot of people I think forget there was a lot of um in the early days of the pandemic panic, right? March, April, May of 2020. Remember the Trump administration and Fauci and Burks were having press conferences like every day. And they said a lot of things in those meetings, in those press conferences. And Deborah Burks, remember, scarf lady, who famously had to resign because she did, you know, was caught breaking her own rules, which a lot of politicians were. Oh, yeah, they almost all were. Including Gary Herbert here in Utah, Spencer Cox, Gavin Newsom went to that laundromat restaurant. All the Brits. All Brits were caught. All British politicians. Yeah, the Brits. The, there was the... The, the the king of lockdown. The Obama party. The was, Obama birthday party, whatever. Yeah. The British guy who was sort of the, the king of lockdown. The Ferguson dude? I think that's his name. Was caught with a mistress. Oh, yeah. So he got double hit. And he's still, by the way, gainfully employed by the British government. Mm. But um, Burks, she came out there and said with, uh, you know, with her scarf on and everything, um, we're going to be very, and I'm summarizing here, we could find the quote, but we have to be very generous with how we count COVID deaths. We're going to count basically anything as a COVID death. And, and she just said that out in the open. I think actually that quote is referenced. The article you're referring to is written by someone at the Brownstone Institute, which is headed by Jeffrey Tucker. Again, Jeffrey Tucker deserves like a... a heroic medal of freedom medal. for his work <laughs> yep. from the very get-go he was on top of the covid absurdities and was willing to write about it he started out it wasn't with um brownstone that came later he used to write for some other institute um where he would publish his stuff and but uh he runs the Brownstone Institute, and they've been on point with uh the covid absurdities and the lockdowns bless you and uh so he didn't write this article i don't think but it was published by the brownstone institute if i remember right maybe he did write it it's published by uh epoch or epic times uh, i think they call, they say it epic but um i say it epoch well that's how they spell it epoch yeah epic is e-p-i-c not e-p-o-c-h but uh i, I know they're different ways that people want to pronounce that i think both are acceptable you are the pronunciator in chief 
But uh, yeah, this article that I sent you was about uh, how the demise of fact checkers, how they got fact checked on this. And he's like, I don't care anymore. Nobody cares that you're fact checking us. The fact checkers are not wearing any clothes. The well, emperor's not wearing any clothes. It's funny because uh, I... We, we need to have a talk about Instagram reels and the way they're destroying the human brain, including mine. Okay, let's talk about that. Well, and it, this is related because I'll, I'll be flicking through. You can waste your life away on Instagram reels because you get these quick little dopamine hits and you just never yeah. know what the next one's going to be. And I know it's bad because I'm, I'm flicking through a lot of them going, seen it, seen it, seen it, seen it. Oh, I've seen that one, but I'm going to watch it again because it's funny. But I've noticed recently uh, uh, there's a lot more that are blurred out and they say false information. <laughs> See why. So okay, they, so hold on a second. So they the, censor the whole, it. They se- Instagram censoring the reel. Yeah, they censor it with a label, a warning that says false information, CY. And then right down at the bottom, you can see the post. Yeah. And I always click on see the post because I want to see you what they're censoring. You want to see censoring. what they're censoring. And uh, it's almost like. Hey, I'm more likely to watch this now because you've said it's false information. It's and the Barbara Streisand. A lot of it. A lot of it is uh, anybody questioning climate science and climate change is getting censored. There was one that said uh, false information, altered video, and I clicked see post, and it was somebody had taken. You know, this is a real popular thing to do. They've taken a, an interview of Joe Biden and they've cut it against questions that he wasn't being asked right with themselves like people do this so it's like obvious yeah and it was super obvious and they're like this is an altered video you're like you don't you don't say that's what instagram is is a bunch of alt it's a 20 second clip how are we supposed to get that in context (laughs) and it's very obvious that it's a an altered video that's like 90 percent of these reels are people splicing themselves into uh you know, viral videos. But if make, but if it's uh, to make it funny. But if it's political, then well, we have only to say if it's, it's uh, only if it makes Joe Biden information. look bad. Now, Joe Biden makes Joe Biden look bad. This this video of Joe Biden licking a child in Finland was uh, altered. What was he sucking on the face of this kid? Well, he he went up to the. You're talking about the one with the. I don't know. I just saw the headline. There's one where he like does this like rah, 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 up on her shoulder and neck, and it's super weird and inappropriate, and like this is the president of the United States. Yeah. <laughs> Theoretically. And I think, I think he just has no idea where he is and what he's doing. He's so far gone. His mind is so gone. But you can see, like, the child, the child kind of shrugs him off and gives him a dirty look. And this of is like, course, a, yeah. like a three year old child. And the parents kind of just sit there no, he's, uncomfortably. He's like got his mouth on the shoulder of the kid. But he, like, does, like, if you watch the video, he's like, rah, 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 rah. Yeah, so he's it's like a grandpa. Like, yeah, he's trying to be the grandpa. Yeah, but that's a stranger. So, yeah, my grandpa would try to bite the grandkids ear yeah. or something but grandpa was related by blood yeah see grandpa does that to grandkids it's different in the kids never i never liked that when parents or grandparents or whatever would try to do that to me i remember kind well, of i think that's like, why they would do it yeah to bug you but see that's that's the president of the united states in a public setting and that's a stranger okay at that point it's no longer grandpa it's dirty old man I don't think he wants to answer any questions, so he's playing folksy. Like, oh, I'm gonna, 
I just want to kiss babies and shake hands and don't ask me any hard questions because come I'm on, a puppet. Man. I ain't joking. Come on, man. But anyway, the the fact checkers are, are uh, it's almost gotten to the point where if some if the institutional fact check says you know this is uh, deemed uh, to be false, it's like okay, so that means it's true then. Right. It's, it's almost like this is a proof that this is actually true. <laughs> Because it's it's gotten so absurd. That's and that's what. Uh, who was it in this article? It from the Brownstone Institute. We'll tell you who it was. It here. It was uh, Jeffrey Tucker. Okay, so Jeffrey who Tucker basically said, "Well, yeah, now now we basically consider it a badge of honor that we get fact checked right. because it, you know." Like they used to say of conspiracy theories, it's never, it's not really a good theory. Uh, um, a, 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 it's not really a plausible theory unless the government first denies it. So now we know that you're, you're, um, you're approaching enemy lines when you start to take fire. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. we know that if they're being fact checked, that's <laughs> that shouldn't that, that that's unfortunate because um, then, you know. The truth is really elusive, but but to think that it's a good sign that you're on the right track because you're being fact-checked, it's just, it's just a sad state of affairs in America. Well, and fact-checked is just a, a, an authoritative-sounding word or term for censorship. That's all it is. It's well, yeah, just, these, it's just a, a means to censorship. It, uh, it'd be great. You, you, everybody should read this story. Uh, the fact-check racket finally unravels. It really is good. He's, you know, he's pointing out, you know, we, we, at first we were worried about this stuff, but then we realized that these were all uh, organizations that were indirectly funded by the government. Right. Government. Or, or the, or the status left regime, right. you know? Right. It's kind of like this. Which, is, which uh, some people call the neocons, which is funny because you've got the, 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 the same people are, are the warmongers and the COVID Nazis. And the uh, yeah, and and it, apparently it, it, the gender race Nazis. It's the Uniparty. It's the state. It's the Uniparty. That's a good point. The uh, there's this there's this in, uh, Instagram and YouTube influencer. He's a younger kid, you know, college age or something. I'm not going to mention his name, but he's always ranting on on uh, social media about the the evil Republicans and how great Biden is. And it's it's funny, it was revealed that this guy is indirectly funded by the Democrat Party through like a talent agency. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, this is uh, AOC, uh, what's her name? Something, Alexandria Cortez? No, it, it's, it's she a probably, no, it's a young man, yeah, a college-age man. And he's just really um, pathetic. It's like his... When you said funded by a talent agency. Well, you know, he sounded... He's signed with this uh, agency, right? That's actually just a front for the Democrat Party, and that that was all kind of unraveled and revealed. It's like basically he's a paid shill, he's a paid propagandist, and I'm sure the Republicans have him too. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just sort of a, a a glimpse right into this machine where nothing is what it seems, right? Nothing is organic, or very little is organic in the political realm. Um. And it got me thinking, like, how much would it cost for us to be bought up by some shadowy talent agency and then have us start pushing talking points? I mean, I, I'd do it for 50 bucks a month, probably. 
<laughs> 50 bucks. <laughs> no, but it's interesting, huh. like, like you know, these people come out of nowhere and suddenly they have a million followers on Twitter and you realize that it's, they're just paid accounts. Fake pa- Twitter accounts? Either fake or just, they're just uh, manufactured in the sense, like, this is a real person behind it. We talked about that AI account. But some of these have real people behind them, but they're not. They're just pushing the talking points. So just they're 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 like the news people that say you know, it's incredibly dangerous to our democracy. And we we saw this with the reaction to Sound of Freedom, right? Certain buzzwords were common in all of these mm-hmm. reactions in these news these quote unquote news articles and reviews like Q adjacent and Q tinged. And oh, somebody commented by the way. Uh, mindvirus.show is Q anon consanguine. All right, what's that mean? Is that a is that like a dish? I like it's the beef consanguine with a side of mashed potatoes. Consanguine means uh, it's another term for consanguinous, which means uh, relating or to or denoting people descended from the same ancestor. Uh-huh. Okay, so. So I don't think that's true, though. I don't think we're Q-tinged or Q-linguini at all. Well, this person does. <laughs> I play the radio, thinks so. I think he was being sarcastic. <laughs> all right. We got another commenter, uh, Jay Lamb, who says he, he or she knows the Ballards from Operation Underground Railroad personally, and that they are the real deal and doing God's work. Well, that's kind I, of cool. I, I hope to, so. I mean, it's it's so hard to know when you don't know people and you don't. Yeah. I find it it's just odd. There's been a, this push to really discredit him in the wake of this movie, and it's and and the thing. There that, you go. The fact checkers. Now that's a, that's a badge of honor for him. Right. A mark of credibility. The thing that that sort of makes me scratch my head is like, okay, but there's been a hundred movies that are based on a true story in the last couple of years, you know, thousands and thousands. It's one of the best Hollywood sources for movies, right? True, true stories. True stories well, they not cre- they're not creative anymore. They've run out of material. You know, and, and how many times do we see it based on a true story? And of course there's liberties taken, but for some reason, you know, I, I don't remember, like, I think I brought up the pursuit of happiness with Will Smith or, Will Smith was also in the concussion um, film. What was that called? Uh, it was the one that kind of blew the NFL concussion scandal up. Was it just called Concussion? Um, th- that was based on a book. There was a 2015 film titled Concussion. Right, with Will Smith, right? Yeah. And that's based on a true story. Based on a, He plays a real-life doctor. I read the book that it was based on. And of course there's liberties taken. There's liberties taken in, uh, Aaron Brockovich or, uh, uh, I'm just trying to spitball here off the top of my head. Other based on true story movies, right. quantum of solace, stuff like that. And, and, uh, I always bring up quantum of solace because you think they're trying to control the, the oil supply, but really they're control- controlling the water supply. That's a real thing. It's a documentary. I mean, Titanic was based on a true story, but no one was like, there was never a Jack and Rose on the boat. They didn't exist. Like, yeah, we know. There is liberties taken. 
But for some reason, people are really trying to like nitpick a little bit on this uh, Sound of Freedom. Like, oh, well, that's not really how the raid happened. Or that's, he's combining multiple raids into one. Or he's exaggerating the number of kids that he's, it's like, okay, <laughs> well, it's a movie, first of all. It's a fictional depiction on the screen based on real events. Right, based on, meaning related to. Drawn from. Drawn from. And, with and creative I, liberties I, taken. I've still not seen the movie. The story yet. might not be exactly. I'd like to. I just, I'm just so lazy about going to the theater. I'd rather just watch it on my couch. It's kind of like Sands of Iwo Jima, you mm-hmm. know? It's mm-hmm. about the landing at Iwo Jima. But those guys, you know, who got shot, those people, mm-hmm. when uh, John Wayne's character, character uh, well, spoiler alert, he gets killed. <laughs> When that happens, you know, that happened to a lot of guys, but not John Wayne. John Wayne was not killed at Iwo Jima. No, he wasn't. Okay. And, so there's just been a lot of scrutiny around this, and, and a lot of people are jumping to the conclusion that, well, if you're scrutinizing it, then you're pro-trafficking, and I, that's probably not fair either. But for that's some, sure what it's, but right. You, you, but you, why the scrutiny for this particular film when the people, some of the people doing it, haven't applied that same standard to other well, based on true story films? It it, it does it's a head scratcher. So social media, this this ability of everybody to comment on everything all the time has sort of, well, in reality, created this. It's amplified this college football rivalry mentality mm-hmm. that we have about mm-hmm. life here. It's like, well, you're either on the the side of the statist left or you're on the side of the statist right or yeah you or see you're that, just on the side of the statist you left. see that playing out on twitter between like team desantis and team trump right and i saw very polarizing i saw why can't we just all a, get along there's an account there's a there's a guy on twitter who has a big twitter account and he wrote this morning what I think is just, and I like this guy. He's a fun follow. You know, I I agree with a lot of the things he puts out there, but he's really, really into Trump. And he's like, Trump, we need to reelect Trump in 2024 because he's going to drain the swamp. He's going he's gonna to dismantle the deep state, and he has an extensive plan to do it. And I'm like... That's what he said last time. It's like, did we, do we, have we forgotten that he was the president for four years and the swamp wasn't drained the at swamp all drained him it got deeper uh, like this is, do people forget that it was trump that oversaw the largest increase in government power maybe in our lifetimes in 2020 trump oversaw the lockdowns mm, yeah he he sort of 9 11 well there's and that the too. financial crisis we've seen a lot but not not 9 11 and the financial crisis didn't put us all under house arrest and force us to uh, cover our faces or try to force us. Yeah. Now, but we could never have gotten yeah, you're done, probably, that you're done right. without those two right. events. But, but it's like Trump famously acquiesced to, to Fauci, uh, at least in the early days. And either he was powerless to stop it or just didn't. But he had a lot of, you know, status, traditional uh, neocon type cabinet members i mean the 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 deep state they they played him i mean they 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 framed him for s- silly crimes 
you know, the Russia hoax. Like, he didn't drain anything. And so to say that, well, he's running in 2024 on draining or exposing the deep state or dismantling it is kind of silly because it's like he had the opportunity to do that and failed. What's changed? Why, why would he be successful in 2024? And there's some, maybe it's because like, well, he's not going to run again. And so he can have his people in there. Whereas in 2020 he, or 2016, he had to have, he had to play the game so he could win re-election or I don't know, but it's like, there's TDS, Trump derangement syndrome. I think there's also TDS, Trump devotion syndrome, where it's like the opposite, right. where this guy can do no wrong. He's sent by God. I've even seen some LDS people say that he's, he's literally Brigham Young reincarnated. reincarnated. And it's like... Heaven forbid. <laughs> what? <laughs> um. <laughs> if, if I hear Donald Trump, if he slams a cane into the ground and says here we will build a temple of our god then maybe i'll believe that <laughs> that's a line from uh, Trump's from the, uh, movie De- desantis the, doesn't seem to be doing too well well i think this uh, i think desantis is being railroaded a little bit by the conservative media well, because they Did all you have see... the, the trump devotion syndrome as well what was the event where tucker carlson interviewed them all yeah, he he just doesn't seem willing to commit to. Uh, he's trying to play both sides of the fence. He's not willing to commit to get us out of Ukraine. He's yeah. He's well, uh, yeah. And Trump also in that, or Trump. No, I think it was a different interview. But Trump said that the way to stop Ukraine Russia war is to give Ukraine more weapons. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, uh, nobody's really committed. Yeah, yeah, but DeSantis seems like he's... He just recently fired a bunch of staffers, I think, because things are not going well for him. And these these uh, events like that Tucker held, the, mm-hmm. the, they're, they're realizing that the base, the, the people that care, actually are not interested in the propaganda side. The, the statist military industrial complex side is not playing well the, the cat is sort mm-hmm. of out of the bag there i think i think a lot of people a, a heck of a lot more people have woken up and are paying attention to uh independent sources of media and they're not buying the talking points i think for the fir- maybe the first time in at least like post world war ii american history I think war is is no longer something that that sort of traditional rural patriotic American gets behind. I mean, it used to be like, yeah, we support our troops. We're America. We're going to defend our country. We're going to go defend others who can't defend themselves. And I think Afghanistan and Iraq destroyed that because we realized that's not really what we're doing. We're just out there disrupting the world, taking what we think is uh, ours. Well, this know. is since nine eleven. This has been going on. You know, we're a war weary people, right? And I think we're also recognizing that we're having economic problems, and they're they're starting to creep up on everybody, in spite of the fact that the stock market is great. It's like you're you're seeing a a, a growing majority of people that are feeling left out. Mm-hmm. And they're not seeing the type of excess that would be portrayed with the you know a rising stock index 
tally, like the Dow or the S and P. You know, right. the, well, and that's so manipulated. And exactly, and and the baby boomers are thinking, hey, I want to retire, but uh, only a small percentage of them really have the wherewithal to do that and feel safe about it mm-hmm. because they have massive amounts of uh, wealth amassed there. When you go to the store and, and your groceries cost fifty percent more than they did two or three or four years ago, yeah, it creates and, a feeling of unease. And in the meantime, tens of billions, if not a hundred billion dollars, are going to Ukraine yeah. to fight this mysterious, vague war. Well, that- it was an easy narrative that Putin had invaded, but the problem is we have the internet now, right. and a lot of people have been able to spread the word that the West reneged on the Minsk Accords and that the Eastern Ukraine is essentially Russian, is heavily populated by Russians, ethnic Russians, uh, historic, traditional Russian customs. It it was, in times past, part of Russia. It seems like Zelensky's falling out of favor. Well, yeah, you had that NATO meeting um, last okay. week where he, he was getting a little too impatient and they kind of set him in his place, right? Well, yeah, and there's a picture and, you know, a picture's a, just a, a fraction of a moment in time, but yeah. there's this picture where everybody's on the stage hobnobbing with each other and he's standing all by himself looking really out of place and ignored. And it makes you wonder if if people are a little bit you know, moving on because he's just a puppet. He's a useful idiot. And uh, when his use is dried up, they will either put him out to his Italian villa and forget about him or he'll get killed. Yeah. Just now, kill him. But the question is, are they committed to war? I still think they're pretty committed to war, even though you've seen these, well, these NATO guys kind of Biden, backing uh, off a little bit. Biden last week uh, activated troops in Europe. Yeah. It's, it's listen to what I do not what I say, right? That's kind of the territory we're in. It's hard to tell what they're actually doing because, you know, we're all these internet armchair quarterbacks trying to right. trying to figure out what's going on. You you don't have your own intelligence apparatus out there, do you, Mister Flood? I mean, we're yeah, we gather confirm nor deny. If I have my own intelligence deny. operation operating throughout <laughs> the world, no, but that's one of the the things that has kind of confused me about this war in Ukraine. You have this sort of high-level narrative that uh, Putin is a bully and he's invading a sovereign, independent country. And I suppose that's sort of true, but we're also not... We're not seeing a lot of the the back and forth. You just hear, like, rumors of wars, right? There's... I. You know, we hear things like, well, yeah, there's the, uh, you know, the uh, early on there was um, that story about the, I'm trying to even remember now, where Ukraine famously like took out a whole fleet of Russian ships or something and it turned out it was just completely fake. You had the ghost of Kiev, which was completely fake. Yeah. You have, and then and then you have reports of like, Ukraine, you know, sabotaging their own stuff or attacking their own things to make it look like Putin or Russia. You have, I don't know what's accurate or not. I, for As far as I'm concerned, it, there might not be any war at all. It might just be all propaganda and, and AI and just fake. It might be all fake just to set up Ukraine as a, as a 
client state of the new world order. I mean, right. at this point, it's like, I don't know what to believe mm-hmm. when it comes to Ukraine, Russia, or anything else, because so much of this is manipulated. So much of it is manufactured. Yeah, I wonder, too, you know, talk, you talk about Zelensky being disposable. You know, right now, it's like, there, what could be worse than Joe Biden? Joe Biden number two. The second term of Joe Biden could be way worse. Yeah, I guess Ka- and, Kamala would be at well, least no, entertaining. But, no, but I'm just saying but, a second term. Right. Yeah, with no reelection. That could be, that could be worse. No, not, what, if, what if they actually say he was reelected? What if it's just... I mean, could, well, they, could, they, could they make that stick? Because what, what if you get a split in the Republican Party or whatever, you know, because it's the back to the Simpsons with the aliens. Mm-hmm. Well... You know, I'm going to vote third party. You'll throw your vote away. The two space aliens right, right. Uh, are, are masquerading as Bill Clinton and Bob Dole. I don't think we're going to see a, a third party candidate anytime soon. I mean, you will in primaries and stuff, but they, they, I think the, the, the machine has effectively killed any, uh, any chance of, of that. I think so, you had so Gary Johnson any, a couple of years ago or a couple elections ago got like 1%. Okay. And he then, was the, that was the most a third party candidate had gotten okay. in a long, long time. Then I, I can't think of any Republican that could do, that, that would be unable to beat Joe Biden at this point. Any Republican, including Trump. But the problem is the media will make up a narrative that Trump is hated that badly once again. Yeah, or they'll just say that Joe Biden wins, right? They'll just suspend the election. Yeah, but I'm just if the election goes through, what's the narrative? Because the narrative, I think uh, it's more likely the election will happen, and 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 that the and that they'll say, well, Biden won again, because that's the way it's done in other countries. Yeah, we're just doing that, which has been done in third world countries. The narrative is already being established, right? Joe Biden is is a friend of the little people. He's undoing the problems of Trump. He's building up infrastructure. The Bidenomics is working. Inflation is dropping. Look how many jobs we created. Yeah. If we're if we've really gone banana republic, if we're really third world now, they're just going to say what they're going to put whoever they want in and yeah, then it doesn't say matter that, what say they that say. he won the vote. They got 81 million votes. It it won't matter what they they could say anything. They could they could literally just get up and say uh uh, Joe Biden won because he can do a handstand longer than Donald Trump. It won't matter because he'll be in there. Yeah. So there's two, there's two possibilities I can see at this point. Number one is that they do that. Mm-hmm. And number two is that um, the pendulum swings back to the perceived right. Yeah. And it gets really nasty and we become commie Nazis on the right instead of on the left. Right. Yeah, and this is where the mystery of Donald Trump still persists well, in my brain. Like I think they that, hate him, and it is that all part of the theater. Trump says a lot of things, and you're like, oh, I like that. I agree with that. Yeah, he and, and he might actually believe some of it, but again, actions and words are different, yeah. right? The, there's the Trump as the kayfabe heel mm-hmm. that uh, the Corona Circus guys put forward. Uh, and I, I think that's a real possibility too. You know, you've got this hated figure, but but maybe they're you know if they're if they're playing the five D chess against us, then maybe they've got heels on both sides. Biden is the kayfabe heel. I mean, wh- which is a worse caricature of an evil villain, Trump for the left or Biden for the right? I mean, the Hunter Biden crime syndicate or or the the perception they've put out of Donald mm-hmm. Trump for the left. 
Yeah, I mean, it's funny that the, the all of the things they accuse Trump of being and doing, Biden does and that's is. What's, that's what's crazy is, I mean, like looking at it, trying to look at this objectively. And I know that if, if your status left and you're listening to this podcast, you're like, you guys aren't objective. You're a bunch of right wing nut jobs, right? Well, I'm a far right extremist because I exercise. But... <laughs> But I mean, let's let's go through the list. I mean, you had the the Steele dossier, the the Russia collusion, the Pgate stuff, and all of that was proven now through uh, special investigators in a in a White House controlled, a Justice Department controlled by the opposition. Mm-hmm. The Durham report basically proved that the intelligence agencies in the Clinton campaign and the Obama administration made that up right tried to sabotage his campaign and his presidency so you can't you rachel maddow if you're out there listening you can't use that anymore as she still will she still does but you can't use that anymore okay that doesn't play Mm -hmm. anymore with pretty much anybody except for the 75 listeners of msnbc Mm -hmm. so you can't use that anymore but the things that have the allegations that haven't been proven false and that appear to be substantiated by physical or, or tangible digital evidence is that Hunter Biden dropped his laptop off at a place and left it there while stoned, or meaning he was stoned for weeks or months, right? and videotaped himself doing drugs, having sex, parading around, whatever, and they have evidence on the laptop top of like hundreds of crimes committed and evidence of influence peddling and yeah, sell, selling bribe, access corru- bribes, to the, corruptions, gra- graft, all of that stuff. So, s- selling access to foreign companies and governments to the vice president of the United States. Right. So we have that, which has not been disproven and has has a, tried to come to light many times, but has been repeatedly squashed by the intelligence agencies mm-hmm. and the media because well, it implicates the, them too it, right so so which is more plausible at this point i ask you status left straw man well the fact that donald trump is just a mean mean tweeter <laughs> he has mean <laughs> tweets and because he tweets mean we <clears throat> must not allow him to well, let's, let's accept, uh, let's just imagine that uh, yes all of these things that donald trump was uh, impeached for all happened twice let's let's just go ahead and imagine they happened let's imagine that january 6th was not a big setup run by a bunch of insider but you you still have the uh, yeah you still have the fact that hunter biden was selling influence and selling access to the vice president of the united states that's still a pretty serious thing that should be investigated and Right and, and uh, accounted for. Well, and all the, but I think January sixth should be investigated. All the undercover, yeah, Ray Epps influence is yeah. uh, suing Fox News because he's now uh, under indictment. Well, apparently because the the lawsuit, and I don't know if Ray Epps just is making a dumb mistake or or what the the deal is here because uh, the lawsuit, you know, involves discovery. Because he's suing Fox News for saying that he was a federal asset or agent. Mm-hmm. And I think it's real obvious <laughs> that, that he, he is. was. <laughs> he's on video saying, we got to go into the Capitol. He's on video whispering instruction to people's ears. He's on video removing barricades. And yeah. he's still famously not arrested, even though there's yeah. some J6 people that have been in 
confinement in jail since January since 6th, then yeah. for nothing more than wandering through the capital after the police literally invited them in. You have the yeah. the shaman right served time in jail after being escorted into the Senate, Senate chambers, chambers yeah. given permission by the cops by the Capitol Police to pose for photos. There's more video where he's being very respectful and uh, it's a, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's like a dozen photographers following him around. There was video that we we referenced and linked to immediately after the fact. We've been been consistent. The Mind Virus show has been consistent on this particular issue. And I want to remind the, the listening public, we knew this on January 7th. Basically. January 6th and 7th, we knew what had happened. We had the benefit of all the independent social media accounts, all the independent reports, everything that we saw. This viewpoint, the viewpoint of the producers of the Mind Virus Show, has been vindicated in spades. Yeah, I mean, I saw video taken. Let me remind you again about site. COVID. We were watching the COVID thing for a while. I know it was before we started the Mind Virus podcast but when we jumped in and started talking about it we've been consistent and those views have been vindicated well, I, by I, independent uh, researchers independent media and we didn't understand <laughs> it fully but it's very clear that it was a big scam we've have, been consistent on that i have email proof from march 2020 that uh, we were talking we were, about we were, it. we were right about this we were talking about it. we just weren't <clears throat> publicly I've seen Publicly, videos. Privately I've seen videos podcasting. taken uh, by people who were at the Capitol that show the police opening the doors, inviting people in, and being very friendly with the so-called right. insurrection. That's trespassing, Your Honor. Is it trespassing when the people who uh, unlock the doors and invite you in? <clears throat> I mean, I don't know who's getting wrapped up in this, you know, in the sting operation here. Uh, you, you, if you if you end up thrown in a DC jail in solitary confinement, and you have to, they take your money and they have to, you have to fight them with one arm tied behind your back. I mean, mm-hmm. how does that right. turn out? Right, it doesn't turn out good. No, no, it's um, January sixth. The prosecution of some of those people is flying under the radar, and it's one of the great scandals in American Just political like history. Julian Assange I mean, as a political prisoner. These are people right. we, we've talked. We've talked about a lot of people have talked about, but how once once too many people are thrown in prison, you know, right? The 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 Russian state, the uh, Soviet state, was successful because they were able to put that many people into camps. Yeah, well, the United States has basically done that with some of the January. We're 6th getting people. yeah. It's it's not something that could happen. It's something that's already happening. Right, and it and it's been happening to um you know for the last 10 or it's it's been happening since probably since the civil war but uh or the war between the states but you know the tax protest movement there were a lot of people that uh, mm-hmm. died under mysterious circumstances in the 60s and 70s um the people that were imprisoned for pro- protesting that by the IRS by various government agencies there have been uh homeschoolers uh, you know, Amish farmers, people that have tried to work against government agencies. The the Bundys in uh, is it Nevada. They yeah. they are a good example of someone who actually who was fighting that fight, but got away with it to a certain extent. You know, well, until they didn't, until well, they the got media, emboldened. the media 
now portrays them as like uh, right wing white terrorists well I mean, it's, uh, uh, at least they're out of jail i mean lavoy finnicum's no longer around but no they shot him in cold blood yeah but after but, the, an ambush. Uh, but they, they were emboldened and and went over and and protested at the Mahler wildlife refuge which ended badly but uh and then they ended up in jail but they they won in court there so they've been no the, the bundys have engaged yeah. in what we call civil disobedience right and nothing more. They've never fired a shot. Nobody on that side of this argument has fired a shot. The only shots fired came from the government right. on an unarmed, or at least an, an, uh, a an, man with uh, his hands up. A man with his hands up who presented no threat after a roadblock ambush where they fired multiple rounds into the vehicle. Into the vehicle f- from long range. Right. Right. So if you're wondering why the, yeah, we've been through that whole thing. Right. So, anyway, what what is reality? What, what it's what the is it what the news says or is it what the fact checkers say or is are, are we? I just you know we're doing the best we can here, and I feel like our the 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 views we put forth have been in a large way, not always, but in a large way, fairly consistently. We, we've been fairly consistent, and they've been consistently vindicated mm-hmm. you know we we have yet to see the alien invasion postulations these are yeah, these are there's, possibilities there's, we've put forth there's been little overtures made in that direction but yeah nothing but, uh, we don't have stuff the, like that we we speculate plenty right we don't have the uh, alien savior showing up yet or the a- alien overlord but i think it is pretty clear that <clears throat> covid was a scam it was something, but it was a scam. You know, the uh, January sixth, the election stuff, scam, corruption, Ukraine war, scam, corruption, uh, Utah County Attorney's Office, scam, corruption. I am not accountable. I mean, there's a lot of corruption out there, and and it's not. Um, well, there's. Well, a- it's we're we're not the we're not the ones. Uh, you know at the tip of the spear bringing all the truth we're doing some news commentary and mm. and and having some fun here but the, what 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 i guess what i'm talking about here is it is possible i think to get somewhat of a handle on what's going on and there is still there is still good information coming through on the internet there's something it's not all it's not all false right there's it's, something we have to remember like you can you can talk to people from Ukraine. We we have listeners who know people in Ukraine that verify that it's a real war. Mm-hmm. You know, you can still do that. You, the the internet has created a great deal of of uh, ability to communicate across the right. world. And so through friends, through friends of family, friends of friends, individual acquaintances, we've been able to get certain news, and we we do have some take on what's some fairly rational take on what's going on here. There's something that we can use that, that can help us in these situations. I saw a great quote the other day from a, a well-respected uh, person and a high-ranking, uh, an author- high-ranking authority in a very honest organization. He said, it's not an accurate statement. It's never meant to be an accurate statement. It was only meant to say that we don't feel like we need to fill in that box. Okay. So if you just apply that to everything, it'll help you understand that it's not an accurate statement and it was never meant to be an accurate statement. So you, you apply that standard to the news, to the government. You're, 
all the institutions. You're, you're referencing one of the presiding bishopric of the... Oh, is that where that came from? There was a funny clip you sent me. I'll have to, I'll have to put this up of um, a comedian. What was the name of the comedian that was talking about how, how the name of the church has gotten Yeah, I don't remember, too long. but it was, it, was, it was not an LDS You should play that. It comedian. was only a minute. Let me see if I can find it. You play it. that for the... I, I, this was, was for the, the Friends of Mormons. Are think, this is what Friends of the Mormons are thinking. This was, uh, this was one of the gems that came up in my uh, uh, Instagram real addiction. <laughs> and I just thought, sometimes the algorithm really... Gets it it right. just knows you. It knows my innermost thoughts. I love my Mormon friends. I do. I, I, I get that I'm not supposed to say Mormon anymore, too. I, I know that it's that whole thing. The... Here's the thing. I, you gotta, let's be honest, Mormon. You got a little greedy with the syllables, okay? Every other world religion, you know, Catholic, Christian, Islam, Muslim, Buddhist. It's all like two or three. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. You took all of them. Like there's, <laughs> you got the LLC in the name now. Like, like, <laughs> That's funny that he says you got the LLC. A little greedy is all I'm saying. Maybe just cut down the name by like ten percent or something. Like, I don't. <laughs> He's got a point. He's got a point. What? Who's this guy? Just some guy, random guy. Uh, Seth Tippett. Seth Tippett's. Seth Tippett's did that, and I don't. Uh, it sounds I'll like to the, the, I'll link to that uh, on the page that, if you didn't hear that very well, but it was funny. That must have been a, at a Salt Lake area show, I'd guess, because otherwise, I don't think it would have made any sense if he was to doing anybody. that in Baltimore or something. But, but he yeah. he's uh he's got a point there. Like the, just cut it down by ten percent. <laughs> But yeah, saying the whole name of the church is, uh, as we've we've talked about, it, it isn't something that's happening in normal conversation because people don't talk like that. Oh, do you go to a church? Yes, I do. I'm a Mormon. We were privy to a conversation, you and I, about kind of how that that happened, which was interesting. That uh, sounds like somebody at a marketing firm uh, sort of played on the the feelings of some of the higher ups. One, one in particular, well, in order, in order to ram that through this new marketing strategy, in in calling and emphasizing the full name, saying the, you know what we really need to do because they they were we were working on image and you know what you know what we really need to do is emphasize the full name. Of the well, church. I think it's more than that. I think the which cur- so, which sold the contract. I think that there's a talk that Russell M. Nelson gave in like 1988 or 89. I think that's how that that uh, exec knew what what chord to play right he gave this talk in 88 or 89 which would have been just a few years after he was made an apostle right about the using the whole name of the church and i think it's just for some reason it's always been kind of a little pet peeve of Mm -hmm. president nelson's and so one of the very first things he did when he was in charge was make this a policy and he kind of couched it in some i think some over overly dramatic terms when he said that when we say the word Mormon, it's a victory for Satan. Yeah, but I, what, I, what we heard was that this this sort of became, it, it didn't start with just him giving a talk. It started with some marketing discussion. Oh, sure, sure. But you also where, have, where there was some encouragement and there was some contracts at stake and... Right. Right. Somebody played on a certain... Pet peeve. Vanity, pet peeve, whatever. Because I think that's really all it's been because 
you 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 can't make the argument with a straight face that using the nickname Mormon was some sort of uh, satanic victory when the previous presidents of the church did so heavily without admitting that either God is fickle about such things and likes mm-hmm. to jerk us around, or the, pre, the predecessors, We're particularly wrong. Hinckley and Monson, yeah. who heavily use the term in marketing, spent a lot of money on these advertising campaigns, were misled. And yeah. so, and so <laughs> it puts everybody into a pickle, and yet most people in the church just happily go along with and say it's ongoing revelation. And yes, God mm-hmm. is fickle and has changed his mind, and in two years maybe he'll change it again and let us mm-hmm. use the word Mormon again. Like, yeah, I mean, you have the so-called exclusion doctrine, which changed— which went from revelation from God. That's a quote from Nelson. Nelson called it revelation from God. He says, we sat in the room and watched President Monson receive this revelation from God, which stated that uh, children of same-sex couples could not be baptized. And it caused a lot of controversy. And I, I'm not coming, I'm not going to make an opinion on the policy itself, just talking about the process here. And then three years later, when Russell M. Nelson was made president, he reversed the decision that he had called revelation from God. And they kind of quietly, in the press release, said, well, the restoration is ongoing. Right. Meaning that was revelation too. I guess. Again, so I, I don't... It's hard for me to look at this and say, well, then if it's revelation, why is... God jerking us around like this? Why is he so fickle on, on such things? Because that's not really scriptural where, you know, where, where the Lord treats people that way. But anyway, that comedian, uh, that was funny. That was a good little bit. He's playing to an audience, and the audience seemed to enjoy it. And I don't, who knows who that audience was? It might have been a bunch of uh, exmos. It might have been, I, I don't know, but it was funny. <laughs> right, Ch- changing the subject just a little bit. Uh, by the way, these are Mind Virus show uh, listener rumors. Uh, one of our friends informed us that did we talk about this last week? That uh, Representative Chris Stewart's wife's health uh, causing uh, him to resign was they the family thinks it's the result of a vaccine injury. I don't. Uh, we talked about it, but I don't know did if we, we did it, it on air or not or yeah. on the record. We got to but- throw that out there. By the way. Like, because we we talked about Representative Chris Stewart resigning from Congress and how the circumstances were weird. And, and by well, the it, by it, the way, the ins the inside scoop is that that is, and we're we're talking about people who know people. Right. Okay? And I'm just right. going to leave it at that. Uh, the, they believe the family believes it was a vaccine injury. Well, and the the story out there in the public is that she's suffered a stroke, right? Which, well, I think that's what actually happened. Right. But they're saying they think it was caused by a vaccine. Who a lot knows, of people. Right? I mean. The died suddenly thing. I don't know. There was uh, there's a guy named Ed Dowd that's a he runs a financial mm-hmm. um, advisor type of an outfit. He wrote a book on the the vaccine injuries. He's he's been following the demographics. Zero Hedge had a story uh, that linked to one of his recent uh, a talk that he gave, where he's like, look, the the federal disability uh, payments are are 
hockey sticking. The graph mm-hmm. is the graph is starting to spike, and um, he's he's pointing out that the the excess death and the um, the view people's views on the vaccine is reaching what he calls an event horizon. We're mm-hmm. gonna flip at some point. We're gonna flip over into a mode where people the majority flips to the other side and the pitchforks and torches come out and uh, people really get up in arms about this and the yeah. media is doing everything they can to block that from happening. The, the, right. the legacy press. Right. Well, yeah, we'll see. I, I, I'm, I'm not convinced that we're going to get to that pitchfork moment in our I society. I, I don't know. I, I not over the vaccines or COVID things. Cause I think that the moments but, but for he's, that he's have long saying, passed, but he's saying that the statistical incidences of people getting hurt is going to get so oh, bad. Uh, yeah. That it won't, you won't be able to ignore it. I, not, a, you don't, you I, don't I think, that as well, I think, I think that, that those, sti- those statistics are already there if you're following this, but I just don't, it, the American public didn't revolt over lockdowns and these mandates. I don't, I think it's going to be real hard to get the American public to do that. And, you know, remember we, we've speculated that they were trying to get us to revolt so they could crush us. <laughs> right? Yeah, we have definitely. And so I, I don't know, may, maybe he's right. Uh, maybe the pitchfork type thing is all metaphorical or, or uh, well, but figurative it, where, but what, what do we... But it has to affect everybody, we're, right? We're like when point, you... Yeah, but we're to a point where I, I think if, if, you took a, if, you, if you took a poll of a thousand people from uh, all 50 states, right? So pick, I don't so do f- the math. 50,000 people? No, just a, just thou- a thousand people? Or 50,000 people. I don't think it even matters. But if you, if you poll, were able to poll people from every state in America, I think you would find 80% know somebody firsthand. Not, oh, uh, my, I heard it from a cousin who heard they it. Know somebody who's they vaccine know injured. somebody who's vaccine injured. They know somebody like... Or somebody who claims to be vaccine injured. Right. They might, they might say, right. oh, they say that, but they're not... They, they may not believe that person is what I'm saying. Right. I mean, you and I know people yeah. that we think were vaccine injured Multiple. and they think they were at vaccine yeah. injured. Um, I, I, so I think it's out there, but the, 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 the underlying... The bottom line, and you can you could apply this to the Hunter Biden laptop as well. Or nothing's done. No, like Fauci's still a free man. They had these hearings uh, recently with um, people involved in the in the Hunter Biden scandal, right? Mm-hmm. And these Republican congressmen, they get up and they ask questions and they make these people look silly and then at the end the hearing ends and nope. those people go back to their jobs i would just their I, high paying government jobs and nothing's, right, right, right. Done. nothing's happening i would just say that large systems like mm. this very complex complex uh large massive you know nationwide mm. worldwide system system structures and institutions like this take a long time to break down we've had great stability for in general, mm-hmm. for many, 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 many decades, hundreds of years, right? And um, it takes a long time for that to break. But when it breaks, it breaks dramatically. Right. right. So, no, I agree. So as as it builds. But what I guess, what does that look like? What I, does breaking look like? Is it just pure anarchy? And is it <laughs> is it riots in the streets that never end? Like, uh, 
I mean, in a, in a, we, I think I've said this before, in a sane society, people like Fauci and Burks and even Trump, people like Spencer Cox and Gary Herbert and other governors, people like Angela Dunn, she was the state epidemiologist right here in Utah, others like her in her positions, all these public health weirdos, what's her name from the CDC, Walensky. These people would all be in jail in a sane society because we would have we would have said as soon as the jig was up, maybe in the, initially we were like, well, what's going on? We never were. We we knew we knew this was a bunch of malarkey from the get go. But the jig has been up for so long with with uh, COVID and the masks and the shots and the horrible reactions, right? The horrible measures taken from lockdowns to closing borders to forcing masks on kids these people should all be held accountable sure. and yet they're not well, but they're, i th- i think that the same cycle repeats over and over again just in different on different scales in in relative to the the geographical um social reach of a, of a particular <clears throat> society for example during the progressive era there were some crazy policies enacted you know there there, there was like a prohibition there's a good example. Took a while for that to to manifest how bad that was and how people didn't like it, and then they reversed it. Yeah, but I the mean, that people, was a, but they actually got a constitutional amendment passed. Right, but the people who their heads didn't roll is what you're saying. The people who instituted prohibition weren't held accountable, and 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 you can make the argument that prohibition was done sort of legally through the democratic government process right right? yeah it doesn't mean it was and i'm not i I don't even i don't have an opinion here or there on alcohol i I don't think alcohol is real healthy for for anybody but prohibition was just an Mm anti-liberty movement couched in sort of moral uh, superiority and remnants of it still persist for example in the LDS people, word of wisdom. Yeah, people people tend to exactly. Well, cuz before that people are laughing but no, before that, before prohibition, it was okay. The prophets and apostles drank beer and right. some of them after it too, but Yeah. Yeah, it was okay. But uh the my, my point being here is you had some accountability for example after World War II with on on the Axis side, right? You had Nuremberg trials. Yeah, but you never had accountability for the people that started it. You never, you never had accountability right. well, for... Well, because the victors. Right. You, you don't have accountability for like um, the Wilson administration getting us into World War... Right. Um, one. One, the, the Federal Reserve stuff. They're, right. But, but you don't have accountability for the Great Depression, for example. Well, it, the, the Federal right. Reserve causes that. But right. It, but people... So people, ch- the policies change a little bit and people go on their way because they kind of get back uh, some well, semblance it, of the life before. Right. They give us the bread, the bread and circus. They placate us. We're really, it's really hard for, the, for American people to hold their governments accountable. Because, and that's gotten harder and harder. Nowadays, if, you, if you're a group of moms that are worried about pornography in elementary schools, you're labeled as a hate group by the Southern Poverty oh, yeah. or Law persecuted. Center. Or persecuted. Or if you, if, you, 
if you um, protest or shed light on the election irregularities in Utah, you get labeled crazy. Right. And the state lieutenant governor comes after you, <laughs> assassinates your character, <laughs> tries to audit you, whatever. Right. It's it's harder and harder, and and that's where maybe this pitchfork idea. Again, I, I I'm not advocating violence. I'm using a metaphor, right? Remember, uh, like Jeffrey Holland and the muskets. It was a metaphor. <laughs> But the only like you could vote people out. That's really the only way a lot of people think there's accountability. But I think there's other ways you can expose this stuff and you can talk about it. And then, I think the legislature in Utah did sort of a good job with at least holding Spencer Cox accountable to some of what he was trying to do with masks and uh, Mm -hmm. uh, COVID stuff. They also slapped him around with some of these transgender sports bills. Um, which he vetoed twice, and the second time they overruled his veto with a supermajority. But, mm-hmm. but those are little things, right? Like he's still the governor, even though he uh, forced kids to wear masks longer than anyone right. else. Well, in we the don't state. have a recall law here right. in Utah, do we? But what I'm saying is, in a sane society, we, we wouldn't need a recall law. We would. We would go and uh, like that scene in Oh Brother War Out There. We would just grab him and throw him in jail. <laughs> we would put him on trial. He would be arrested by law enforcement, which is supposed to be independent, apolitical. They would arrest him under charges of, uh, you know, whatever. Right. And then we would try have put him on trial. I'm not saying there'd be like cowboy justice where we just hang him. We would put him on trial. He would need to account, and I, I would throw Herbert right. and, and Dunn crime, in there. These are crimes against the basics, basis of the Constitution of the state of Utah. Not right. We're not talking about like breaking statute, or we're, right. we're talking about having uh, thwarted individual liberties, which is also against the law. Right. And this would happen in every state in America, and it would happen at the federal level. Right now, instead of Fauci retiring, enjoying a book tour or whatever, he'd be answering questions in a trial when the trial was over for the day he would go back to a jail cell so you're saying the entire system is corrupted yeah you're yeah. giving the monologue that Raz al ghul gives uh <laughs> batman in batman begins when well, he's the- talking about how gotham has become corrupt and we just need to help it burn burn itself down well, here a little bit we're I'm just not pushing advocating it over the for burning it down i'm advocating that you're just asking the question why it hasn't burnt down <laughs> well they tried to burn it down right in 2020 they well, they tried yeah but what I'm saying is there's ways to do this without burning it down. You have people... Well, but you, have to, you can't have a cor- corrupt system because that's, well, that, that you're seeing the people are fighting back against the system and the system's fighting against them. Right, it's putting the, right. the people in jail and the, the tipping point or the event horizon is reached when, when too many of the people are... Right. We, are, we or, outnumbered them. Or the state just has to go full on Soviet communist Iron Curtain and just make yeah. it... Blatantly and clear I think who's in charge, and I think that's what they communist want. Chinese I, Tiananmen Square. I think that's what they want. Tiananmen Square, yeah. They want They're us happy to, to have do that. that. They want us to. I, I remember when when five people, half of them were kids, gathered outside of Angela Dunn's house and protested because she was working from home. So it was no. It showed there was no point to protesting at the office because she wasn't. So they there. went to their house, yeah. And that was made that was made like such a big deal of like, oh, you 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 terrible, horrible people protesting yeah. outside the home of this dear beloved servant. Mm-hmm. Like, well, it hit them right uh, where they lived. Yeah, 
they made this big deal out of it. Literally, and, that, not and, then, and then and then Herbert passed the law that you can't protest outside. Oh, is it of now a the law? Public or a rule or whatever it said you can't do that anymore. He did it like, on his own. The legislature I, uh, didn't. Did they? I don't remember. We'd have to look it up. But I just remember thinking, "You cowards!" Like, well, they are for you, sure. You, you cow. And plus, that as far as I know, they they stayed on the street out in front of her home. I don't think it's they, a public street. I don't think they went onto her private property, which is paid for by the public. By the way, <laughs> she she received a very generous salary. She got a a sixty thousand dollar raise in twenty twenty when a lot of people in Utah were underpaid or underemployed or unemployed because mm. of COVID. She got a $60,000 raise, which brought her total compensation to over $330,000. Mm. She got paid a lot of money to be the epidemiologist in the state. And now she's the health czar of Salt Lake County, which is an odd move. Maybe she just wanted the authority of being in charge. I don't know. She's an interesting one because she's not from Utah. She's clearly a statist, liberal. She's a transplant, huh? And I think she just sees this all as a stepping stone. I think she was real disappointed she didn't get uh, picked for the Biden administration. Mm. Because I think she was gunning for that. But who knows, right? I don't think Uh, the state needs an epidemiologist, by the way, especially one that gets paid $330,000 a year. Especially when they just do whatever the government, the federal government says. Well, before COVID, no one knew who she was. No one oh, yeah. cared. She was irrelevant, and it was awesome. Well, we for don't her. know. We don't need any of them if we're just going to try to follow the federal <laughs> guidelines. Right. That's all they were doing was. They're just cheerleading for the feds. Just repeating what they were hearing from. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, it's another black pill episode of the Mind <laughs> Virus Show today. Thank you for listening. We'll link to a bunch of this stuff, maybe not all of it, but uh, yeah, uh, thanks everybody that commented. Uh, I love to see the comments, especially those who are critical of things we say. Skeptic reader, I'm, I wonder if this is someone we know who doesn't want well, us look, to know that, that they're a skeptic reader, tic- or maybe this is someone new. But when the, you put in fake email addresses, it's pretty obvious you're trying to make it so that report- I don't know who you are because the... People who look at the website don't see your email address. And if you put in the same email address, then you can post under that same email address. So if you're just right. hiding your identity just for my sake, okay, whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm rolling my eyes. Remember, the, the report from NBC about the TikTok trend was not an accurate statement. It was never meant to be an accurate statement. It was just meant to tell everybody not to jump out of a boat was because they didn't want to fill in the box. They didn't want to fill in that box. <laughs> I saw a, we'll end off with this, I saw a cheeky uh, social media user uh, wrote, uh, filled, out a t- <laughs> filled out a tithing slip, said $1. Yeah. And then he wrote at the bottom, this is not an accurate statement. <laughs> it's not meant to be an accurate statement. <laughs> And apparently gave that to his bishop. Bishop, whether he really turned that in or not, but he made, he was making a point. Making a point, and it's a fair point because that's a shocking thing for somebody to say publicly, and uh, really strange uh, strange timeline we've been knocked onto. 
Well, everybody, thanks for listening. We're going to wrap up now. I'm Bobby Flood. That's Jordan Bruno. You know where to find us because you found us. But yeah, we do appreciate the comments. We appreciate uh, uh, your participation and uh, all the likes, comments, subscribings, sharings. Whatever that those is. Those things. That you can do if you have those things set up that we don't. I watched a video. Uh, well, I paid $99 for a seminar about this, and uh, they told me to use those kind of words. So, likings, commentings, sharings, subscribings. Hashtag, hashtag, comments, hashtag. Hashtag mindvirus.show. <laughs> hashtag HTTP colon slash slash. Meme. 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 They also said, say meme a lot. Hashtag meme. meme. Hashtag meme. Subscribing hashtags. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Okay. It's been fun.